0: Welcome back to the channel. I've had some followers ask me if I would share with them a fitness routine, perhaps one that's appropriate for them or share my own. I'm not going to share a fitness routine because I think that is an old ancient paradigm that we need to let go. But I do want to talk to you today about fitness. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let me begin by saying, I was in my younger years absolutely guilty of following that no longer needed or valid ancient construct on how to work out. I started going to the gym in, would that be right around November 1st of 1984, and I have never looked back. Loved it. Never stopped going to the gym to this very day. Up until maybe a handful of years ago, I really liked pushing heavy weights. Cardio, (laughs) that was not the part that I really enjoyed. I did it, but I really didn't enjoy it. The part that I loved was pushing around heavy weights. Now, the result of that, of course, over the years is that I became a very large guy, especially when I lived back in Southern California, where they have a ton of really great gyms. And I was spending anywhere from two to three hours a night, probably about five nights a week in the gym. And yeah, I was pretty darn big. There's actually a photograph out there. It's part of a video shot by a videographer when I was in law enforcement, and I was at one of my biggest at the time. (laughs) He's behind me and I'm walking down the sidewalk and I look like this giant blue refrigerator with legs walking down the sidewalk. I mean, that's really how big I was. And obviously in law enforcement, uh, there are advantages to being very large and very strong. Let me apologize right now. I have a kitten in the studio playing around. So if you hear some weird noises in the background, yeah, that's the kitten. I apologize. For me, it was always about achievement. I would start out pushing this weight, and then I would do so many reps and a certain amount of weight. And then I would want to do more reps, and then I would want to do more weight, and then I would want to do more reps, and then I would want to do more weight. You see where this is going, right? So it was for me, it was all about achievement. Now, if you're one of these guys, like I used to be, that just loves to push the heaviest weight possible, carry on. I mean, I'm not being critical. I'm talking to the people who actually want to exercise for the sake of being healthy, which is thoroughly misunderstood in most Western countries, but most notably the United States. And there can be consequences for pushing the heaviest weight you possibly can. Um, Let's see. I have... Multiple lower back disc bulges, my left bicep disconnected in an automobile accident, the surgeon did a piss poor repair, and then, when I was doing pre curls one day, my bicep disconnected, and I had to have it reconnected. but the really the problem for me, just personal anecdote, was that geez, I don't know, about five years ago, I had x-rays of my shoulders. I couldn't even tell you why right now. And the doctor. When he looked at the x-rays, he said, so you have like no cartilage left in there. You have level four arthritis in both your shoulders. And of course, we went through some range of motion things, which was um, both sad and hysterical. I have like virtually no range of motion in my shoulders, but perhaps more consequentially – At that time, my shoulders were causing me incredible pain, especially when sleeping. I would sleep for 20 minutes on one side. I'm a side sleeper. I would sleep for 20 minutes on one side, and the pain would get so bad, I'd roll over. I'd sleep for 25 or 30 minutes on the other side. The pain would get so bad, I would wake up, and I'd have to roll over. And this went all all night long, so obviously, I was not getting quality sleep, which you probably know is important for overall health. Oh, and... (laughs) Can't believe I'm forgetting all this stuff. Yeah. So I did actually blow a disc out in the gym. (laughs) Yeah. Literally ruptured a disc, a level three rupture of a disc. And I tore two of the three glutes on my left side. I was doing super, super heavy legs. I mean, as an example, I used to leg press over 1120 pounds. I was doing super heavy leg stuff. And I'd apparently torn two of the three glute muscles to some extent and then I went to a program down in Arizona for several days, and day number one, morning number one, we did ground fighting with long guns. So you're trying to control your long gun on the ground with somebody else who's also armed with a long gun. It was a two-minute bout. If I if I finally tore those two glutes during the bout, I didn't feel it because I was so into it. But when I went to stand up, ho, oh, ho, ho, ho. Wow. So I couldn't participate in the rest of the program, although I did show up every day and watch. <clears throat> However, because again, I was focused on that achievement thing, I, I said, no matter how bad it hurt, it hurt like a motherfucker. No matter how bad it hurt, I said, it's a passing thing. So I went back to the gym like a moron and I continued to work out. Eventually, it got so bad that I had to go to the ER and walking from my office to my truck at the time, getting up on the running board and getting into my truck. The pain was so excruciating. I literally had tears running down my eye. They were popping out of my eyes just from the pain. I got to the emergency room. I could not get out of the truck. Jen had to go in, and they had to have a bunch of staff come out with a stretcher, and they had to pry me out of my truck and get me on that stretcher and wheel me in, and the pain was so excruciating, they immediately started hitting me up with morphine, okay? So again, these are some of the stories These are some of the occurrences because my goal was lift as heavy as humanly possible, and I enjoyed it, but there was a cost. And the cost in that last story about two out of three glutes tearing was five days bedridden, could not get out, had to urinate in a container while I was laying in bed, followed by I don't remember how many weeks on crutches and rehab. Yeah. So again, there was a, there was a price to pay for always wanting to achieve more, more, more. Now, today, I could care less about that. Today, I want to be still in the gym at 100 and I want to be healthy as anyone on the planet could ever be. If I can live to be, I don't know, 110, 120, 130, I'm down with that because I love life. So I want to share with you today about exercise, which essentially is just another term for moving. I want to talk to you about exercise to be the healthiest you can possibly be. And it's not hard to understand and it's not hard to do. I'm a big believer in physical anthropology. And what I mean by that is the human body is designed to be at its healthiest, when it is doing things ancient man did. And of course, one of those things that ancient man did, because he had no choice, was he engaged in activities that today we would call cardio, and that today we would call resistance training, and he did it essentially every single day in order to survive. So do we imagine that were ancient man engaged in resistance training for his musculature every single day to a greater or lesser extent for survival? Do we imagine that today there's any way for the human body to be healthy when it's sedentary and there is no muscular resistance going on? Same is true with cardio. Humankind, in order to hunt and survive, had to engage in activities that today we would call, if we were in the gym, we'd say, oh, we're going to go do some cardio. They do that every single day, again, for survival. So, cardio and resistance training, that's what we would call them in the gym, ancient man did every single day in order to survive. And that's what keeps a body healthy. How many of you have heard of the lymphatic system? Uh, the lymphatic system is absolutely crucial to our immune function. It does quite a number of things, but it is absolutely essential to our immune function. And in order to efficiently and effectively do what the lymphatic system does, the lymph fluid must circulate throughout your body's lymphatic system. However, unlike your blood system, there is no pump in the lymphatic system. Obviously, your blood gets pumped through your body by your heart. The lymphatic system has no pump. So, if you cannot be healthy in an immunological sense, Without your lymphatic system operating correctly, and the lymph fluid has to move around in order for the lymphatic system overall to do what it's supposed to do, the lymph fluid has to move, but there is no pump. How does it move? It moves by the contraction and release, contraction and release, contraction and release of skeletal muscle, exactly the things when you're in the gym that we call weightlifting, or as we've discussed today, resistance training. I live in a community that has a lot of elderly people in it. It's pretty much a retirement destination for a lot of people. And as I go about town, I see the vast majority of these elderly people, They are their muscles are absolutely flaccid. They have absolutely no muscle tone. What that communicates to me is that they are not engaged in any resistance training. About the only contraction that their muscles get is when they get out of the barca lounger to get something to eat in the middle of a television show. Other than that, they have no resistance training and their muscles are completely flaccid. What that also communicates, and this is key, is that there is absolutely no way for their lymphatic system to be functioning efficiently or effectively or even well. And what that means is their immune systems are for shit. And then we wonder why, especially here we are, what, 30, 31 months into SARS-CoV-2, we wonder why elderly people were getting the more severe versions of COVID-19, and they had the highest death rate from COVID-19. Well, yeah, their immune system is for shit, not because they're elderly, but because they don't do jack shit. Now, if you think I'm condemning (laughs) The elderly. I'm in no way calling myself elderly, but here in just several weeks, I'm going to be 63 years old. I go to the gym someplace between four to six days a week, 52 weeks a year. And on each visit, I engage in cardio and resistance training. And these days, it has absolutely nothing to do with pushing the heaviest weights. Let's talk cardio for a minute. Cardio is essential for your cardiovascular health. Now, I think people, especially people who don't exercise, I think they're mistaken. I think they have the a false impression of what it takes to be healthy. I think they imagine that you have to get on some sort of device at the gym and you have to go like hell and you have to just pour sweat and you have to do it for at least 45 minutes. And if you don't do that, why the hell bother going? Okay. So none of that is true. In reality, some place between, depending on the person and how frequently it's done, someplace place between about 18 minutes to 40 minutes a day. And it doesn't have to be high intensity. It can be what I guess I would refer to as moderate level cardiovascular activity. But doing virtually nothing, of course, is worthless. I remember, I'm not a morning gym person at all, but I remember one time I had an appointment, so I had to be in the gym in the morning. I really wanted to get into the gym, but I couldn't go later in the day. So I don't know, I went like 7.30 in the morning, and the gym was filled with these old people. And it was, I thought, kind of hysterical, because they're all on the treadmills, and they are literally strolling. They're step, step, step and talking to the elderly person on their left, and talking to the elderly person on their right. Okay, so don't do that. That Stay home, uh, except for the social time. I guess if you want the social interaction, that's great. But as far as being healthy, don't even bother. That, that's absolutely worthless. You should have a moderate pace. I mean, if you want to go more, go more. If you want to build up, build up. But a moderate pace, 18 to 40 minutes a day, depending on how many days you go and other factors, which would take too long to get into here, Is really all you need in order for your cardiovascular system to remain healthy. So, what should you do in terms of resistance training? I was asked to discuss a workout routine, and at the outset, I declined to do that. It's because it's really not that kind of an equation. It's for remaining healthy. Bodybuilding is a different story. But as far as being healthful, you don't need any sort of a routine. You've got your traps, you've got your shoulders, you've got your chest, you've got your back biceps, triceps. Uh, you've got your lower back. You've got your glutes. You've got your legs. Okay? And that, that's it. You don't have to kill them all, all the time. But what you should do is try to challenge yourself because that's where you're going to get the kind of exercise that you need for uh, to contract and release and move the lymphatic system, which is really what muscle tone is really all about. From a health perspective, it's moving the lymphatic fluid. So attempt to challenge yourself. So for instance, in my case, let's say with bicep curls, we'll make it easy. Okay? Because that's a very simple movement of contraction and release, contraction and release, right? So some days I'll go as heavy as I can. Other days I'll lighten it up significantly and I'll do what's called time under tension, which is where you take the weight, And you slowly, you squeeze the muscle and slowly, 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 you bring it up. And then slowly, 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 you bring it down. So how much should you do that? I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but I would suggest that your reps, that's how many iterations you do at a time, your reps should not be less than eight, probably not more than about 15, 16, 17 in that range. And then you want to do multiple sets. Now, again, the reps are the number of iterations that I stop. Right, That's one set. Take a brief rest, then do it again. That's your second set. Take a brief rest, do it again. That's your third set. My rule for me, and your rule can be different, is I like to do four to five sets per muscle group that I'm working. Actually, I misstated that. I apologize. It's four to five sets per movement of that muscle group. I may do two or three or four different exercises working that muscle group. Again, depending on the kind of exercise I'm doing, depending on how heavy I'm going, depending on how much time I have in the gym that day. Okay, we've talked about cardio and we've talked about resistance training. There really is nothing more that's necessary for healthfulness from exercise. But I do want to point out two things. Number one, consistency. If you go in the gym two days a week, yeah, forget it. You're you're not really doing anything for yourself. This really should be someplace between four to seven days a week. I would also encourage you very much not to ignore legs. Legs seem to be a thing that unless somebody's really into like the bodybuilding things, they don't work a lot of legs. They, they'll do shoulders, they'll do chest, they'll do back, and so forth. But legs, not so much. But yet, legs are one of the largest muscle groups, which means they're going to move the most amount of lymph fluid. And for some reason, which science is not aware, working legs actually promote strength throughout the rest of the body. So yes, do not ignore your legs. And again, you don't have to do 350 pound squats, things like that. You can go on YouTube and you can find a ton of any exercise you want to do. You want to talk about the traps, you want to talk about your triceps, you want to talk about your calves, you want to talk about your quads, anything you want to talk about. You can go on YouTube and you can find the exercise that you think is best suited for you. Some guys who are in incredible shape, they simply use calisthenics. They never touch a weight. So do what you need to do as long as you are building strength, you're engaged in resistance training, you do cardio, and you're doing it consistently someplace between four to seven days a week. How much time are we talking about each visit to the gym? Now, you may not go to the gym. Again, you may decide you're a calisthenics person or you may get some equipment and have it at home. But if you go to the gym, like many Americans do, how much time do you need to dedicate at the gym? Well, if we say just for the sake of illustration for this discussion, 30 minutes of cardio, and you work two muscle groups, so we'll call that 40 minutes, you're in and out of the gym in an hour and 10 minutes. Now, I know many people, I don't have an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Um, Do you have the time to get sick? Do you have the time to be unhealthy? Do you have the time to get chronic disease? Do you have time to get every cold or flu that's out there? And SARS-CoV-2 is still around as I'm making this video. So do you have time to get COVID and be sick? It's one of these things where you have to prioritize being healthy, which, of course, almost no Americans do. Yeah, do that kind of stuff here. I will add one thing before I go. Uh, There are two ways to fuel the body. There are two macro themes About how to fuel the 100 trillion cells of your body. One is glucosis, which is 99% of the US population. The other is ketosis. And in ketosis, your cells do not make use of glucose at all. Your cells oxidize fatty acids for energy, which is like jet fuel, unlike the ugly, dirty glucosis model. And the health benefits are dramatic. As far as chronic disease, other than genetically driven chronic disease, as far as all the other chronic diseases are out there, when you live in ketosis, your odds of getting them are about close to zero as humanly possible. And by the way, I talked about physical anthropology. Virtually every human being that lived on the planet Earth until four or 5,000 years ago lived from the day they were born until the day they died in ketosis. I'm not going to bend your ear about that today. But if you would like to find out how to live that incredible lifestyle, it's super easy. Go to drreality.news. Grab yourself a copy of Body Science. It's a whopping 143 pages that is chock full of everything you want to know. Now, when I say ketosis, I think a lot of people are going to hear keto. I want to be very clear that Body Science is a physiology book with an emphasis on nutritional physiology. It is not a diet book. It doesn't talk about eating keto style or eating carnivore style or eating paleo style or any kind of diet. It's not a diet book. It is a human physiology book. Once you understand how human physiology really works, as opposed to all the pseudoscience you've been brainwashed for the last 60 years, once you understand how it really works, You will never again be buffaloed by the fake science, and you will live the healthiest lifestyle that any human can live on the planet. And you combine that with exercise in a way to promote health, you got it made. You're going to live long and happy and disease-free and significantly longer than you would have, and longer than most of your peers will, because you will be the epitome of healthfulness. I hope this has been of value. Thanks for being here.